Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode number 50, recorded May 15th, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, we've lost another Lock Sport member, the 200K Club, a safe cracking simulator, tools black bag, the leashy cowboy, update on the devious de- decoder card, changes coming to the Packlock 98 Pro, new speedlock.org records, Lockpicking criminals, sales, and giveaways. You can find the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can find a video version on YouTube. Links to all stories discussed will be in the show notes. YouTube and some apps limit the length of show notes and links, but you can always find full show notes with clickable links at thelocksportscast.com. I hate to do it, but I have to start another episode off on a sad note. I don't think I could say it any better, so I'm just going to read the announcement that was put in the Lockpickers United Discord. And it reads, It's with a heavy heart. We're reporting we lost one of our own. Quagmire took his life yesterday. Remember that as long as you're here, you're not alone. If you are hurting, please reach out to someone. If you know someone who's hurting, keep in touch with them and let them know how much you care. And they provide you with the U.S. National Suicide Hotline, which is 800-273-8255. They also included a link, which I will include in the show notes, to a Wikipedia entry with a list of uh, international suicide crisis lines. Let's move on to some better news. Over on the lockpicking subreddit, a user named Miller74MD posted, let's make this Packlock 90A Pro Club a thing, and posted a poll asking for some naming ideas. Confident Quiet 1265 tagged PackPrez in the comments asking for his input, and the pack press came back with a reply that said, How about this? I think my crew likes the 200K Club, and my marketing team is interested in designing a patch of sorts. We'll make the patches and somehow coordinate with the moderators to know when to send a patch to someone. This is super easy and relatively affordable in the States, and Canada, I guess. We just throw a patch in a letter and put a stamp on it, Suggestions for non-USA-type 200K club members on how to get their patches in an economical fashion? Question. In a later post, the Packlock USA account, which is their social media person, put up a post uh, soliciting entries in a design contest for the new patch. The contest actually closes Monday, 5:17, when this uh, episode actually posts. Um, so you'll really only have to the end of the day when this, uh, if you haven't already, you'll only have till the end of the day, the day this podcast releases to get in an entry. So kind of short notice, but I thought it was an interesting way to go about it. They did uh, solicit email entries into a design contest. They say Packlock will choose three logo designs for the community to vote on. So keep your eye on the Reddit for your chance to vote on those. And it says, get your designs in by Monday and then look out for the voting mid-next week. 
Whichever design receives the most votes will be the official Packlock 200K Club patch design, and the designer will receive a custom engraved 90A Pro with their design and user uh, Reddit username features featured on it. If I could read, we'd be doing good. And Sir Paradise, formerly known as Mr. Paradise, before he uh, earned his black belt <laughs> and renamed himself, uh, he met with Pac Prez in Hawaii and is planning on making shirts as well. So keep your eye out for that design. And being that it went from being the 90A Pro Club to the 200K Club, I'm thinking that it should probably include the PL410 Pro uh, Lotto Locks as well, because they use the same 7-pin 200K uh, key blank and bidding style. So I'm hoping that is a thing too, because I know a lot of people have picked those and maybe haven't done the 90A itself. So I don't have official word on that, but that was something I checked with uh, Sir Paradise about, and he thought that was likely to be the case. And there was a post on Tool's Black Bag blog that was a review of Sophie's Safe Cracking Simulator. The description of the actual software from its website says, Crack simulated locks using real-life techniques. Learn how a mechanical safe lock works by peering inside and watching the moving parts. Read the tutorial explaining everything from how a lock works to how to crack it. Generate locks with random combinations and see how quickly you can get past them. Features a variety of high-tech tools to help you. And I, uh, I read the review um, and I went ahead and downloaded the simulator myself and installed it and played with it. And I find it quite useful for teaching the techniques needed. It's a little weird operating the dial by a keyboard and doing things only by audio, but they do give you some extra bits and uh, pieces to help with that. I think it's a good teaching tool. I think it does a good job of teaching you the fundamentals, and it does allow you to expand the number of wheels you have and change a few other variables. It's an interesting way to learn the basics of safe lock manipulation. I will have a link to both the blog post and the software download page in the show notes. And I saw a tweet by Squelchtone referencing the safe simulator post that said, why didn't anyone tell me that Tool Black Bag blog was back? So, for those of you who don't know, who didn't pick up on it in my previous episode where I talked about the electronic key that was uh, also mentioned on the Black Bag blog, yes, the blog is active and new posts are being added, so uh, keep your eye on that. And if you have an RSS uh, reader tool, you can just go ahead and subscribe to it, like I have. And on the YouTube front, SE Lock and Key put out a hilarious video called Leashy Cowboy Official Residential Leashy Training Music Video. <laughs> it's great. I can't even. It's a, a music video featuring uh, a leashy cowboy. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. You really need to go watch it. If you haven't seen it already, uh, I will have a link in the show notes. I also shared it on my Twitter, and so did uh, Jason. So 
go check that out. And because of this video, I decided I needed to add a new category to the Lockie Awards. And um, I haven't finalized what I'm going to name the category, but it's going to be the funniest video, funniest Locksport related video. Uh, so let's lighten the mood a bit and try and make it make each other laugh. So um, get out there and make some funny videos to try and win the Lockie Award for that category. And then while uh, trolling Reddit, I came across a video by user underscore least. It's called Fab200RSG Info, Pick, Gut, and More Info. Uh, so basically, another Reddit user was having a problem gutting this exact model of lock, and least had the information that the other user needed. So he posted a video with a lot of info about the RSG. G series lock and how to gut them. And I think it's a good example of one of the things that makes this community great is there are so many people with so many different knowledge sets and experiences and access to different equipment and tools and locks that if you have a question and you post it on one of the uh, or multiple of the different uh, community resources that we have, somebody's liable to have the answer and able to help you through it. And I thought this was an excellent example. It appears from his comments that uh, this underscore least was going to make a more detailed video about the RSG series. And since this user was having difficulty, he decided to, to get this one out and get it released early and uh, just to help him out because this is a very tricky lock to gut because of a... I guess, I don't know what you'd call it, a trap wire, or it's kind of weird. Anyway, you'll have to watch the video to find out the details. Links in the show notes. Still in YouTube, but moving on to products, there was a video by Deviant. It was entitled, A Key Update to the Devious Decoder Card. And I'm going to read the description from the video here. It says, we're absolutely thrilled at the positive response the community has shown over the Devious Decoder Card. But we learned that during one of the production runs, there was a small defect present. So here's the offer. If you're one of the original customers who bought a DDC-20 from redteamtools.com, perform a quick test with a penny to see if your card is perfect or not. If the card you received is less than 100%, email me, deviant at deviating.net, and I'll get you a replacement totally free. We want you to be totally squared away with a card that is as perfect as the prototypes I spent ages perfecting. For the rest of you out there, if you don't have one yet, you can always pick up a DDC-20 right here, and it gives the link to the, the product page, which I will of course have in the show notes along with the video link. And he says, and rest assured now from our production house that, a, that the Q&A on these is back to what it should be. I'm also offering up a free DDC-20 as the giveaway this week, so sign up if for that if you haven't already. And I just want to say that this is what makes a good company. One thing I have always said to my friends and family is the measure of a company is how they react when things go wrong. When looking through reviews, it's one of the things that I always look for is I look for somebody who had something wrong with the shipping or the product 
that is or isn't necessarily the company's fault, but how did they react to that problem? Because you don't know what a company is really like on the customer service front until something goes wrong. Mistakes are going to be made. It's human nature. Products are going to have defects that may or may not be under the control of the vendor that you bought it from. Shipping may be delayed or lost that may or may not be the fault of the company that sold you the product. But it all comes down to how do they handle the situation when something does go wrong? Do they make it right? Are they quick to react? Do they just pass the blame off and do nothing? But in this case, this is an example of a good company's reaction. Deviant is publicly acknowledging the problem, taking responsibility, taking steps to make it right, and not just with the ones that have already complained, but he's reaching out and saying, hey, if you've got one that's bad, let me know. Here's how to check it to make sure it's right. If it's not right, let me know. He's actually telling the people how to look for the problem that they may or may not have already noticed and how to fix it or how to get a replacement from him for free. So thumbs up, A+, this is how you do good customer relations. And back to the 90A Pro news and Reddit, PacPrez put up a message on Reddit that said, how about some security pins with your 90A Pro? Yeah, we developed our 200K key and core a few years back, and the intent was to literally focus on Lotto. And with Lotto, there isn't a real need for high security cylinders. So in order to manufacture our US-made Lotto and be price competitive with Master, Abus, Brady, Mexico, and Chinese stuff, we decided no security features in that Lotto core except having the seven pins. Well, now we see that you are all having so much fun with the Pro that we formally made the engineering changes this week to start producing these Pro cores with all of our normal security features, serrated and spools, variable spring tensions, and the anti-bump and over-lift pin at the back. Can only imagine how much more challenging that's going to make the Pro series. It'll be a few months before we burn through our current inventory and have the new inventory on hand, but I figured why not give you all a teaser and say, get them now with the easy pins in them if you want. While our 200k core is awesome, our sites for real high security core will be our rotating disk core. That's where we're going to put our engineering efforts in the future, designing padlocks, cam locks, door compatible locks, and so on. Then Packlock will arguably put its gold jacket on and consider itself to be a member of the high security cylinder manufacturers like Medical Abloy, etc. Figured I'd shoot this out there. Once we get the updated 200K cores ready, I'll push out another update and let you all know. But hopefully, this helps explain why our 200K core doesn't have our normal security features in it right now. Some people have been asking. And then there was a reply to that by Dr. Hogmaster. And that reply read, this post makes it sound like the 98 Pro doesn't have security pins, but mine have spools and serrated driver pins. What are the, quote, normal security features that are being upgraded to? And PacPrez responded with to that, said, sorry guys, meant the key pins or bottom pins along with the pin springs and bump slash overlift pin. Yes, the core does have 
some of our security features in the top pins. Sorry about that. So a little clarification. Sounds like those seven pin cores are potentially going to get a lot more difficult to pick. We'll see what difference it actually makes. I'd like to have somebody, when they come out, pick the two side by side and uh, see what the difference actually is. And Rubber Band put out a quick reminder that said, just an FYI, the Foxhole Security Impressioning Handle has just a few left in stock, and then it's probably curtains, and they're gone. Just have some metrics left and more files on the way. So you can go to hooligankeys.com. Reminder, there's a code later in the show for free shipping. And if you win my Packlock a month, or I guess I shouldn't call it Packlock a month, if you win my monthly giveaway, you have an option. One of the options is a gift code from uh, rubberbandshooligankeys.com. So might be a good way to use it. I will be doing that giveaway hopefully this weekend here in the live stream, probably before this episode episode goes up, but we'll see. Anyway, just thought I'd let everybody know he has, as of the time of this recording on Saturday, 10 metrics left. He has sold out of the Imperials. So if you're interested, don't delay. Get over there and pick one up before they're all gone for good. We have a few new records from speedlocks.org for their speed picking records. They say they have a new Record for the Lockwood 334B45, picked by Big Truck in 1.6 seconds. A first record for the SOLXD, that's a new one on me, by Froggy Picker in 13.767 seconds. A first record for the Bergwachner Look 402XO. Picked by John Locke in 10.144 seconds. And a first record for the Lockwood 110-20. Picked by Pandafrog in 1.535 seconds. Lockpickers United Karate Belts. We have two new brown belts. We have Helix and Septclues. Both on the 11th earned their brown belts. Congratulations to both of you. And then while I was looking for a way to display something on the video version of this podcast, I ran across this website address that is lockpickersunited.org that says, lucky that a good guy decided to squat here. And it links to the Discord when you click on the logo. And I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) So uh, lockpickersunited.org. Looks like they didn't think to grab it right away. So somebody else grabbed it and just pointed it to him. So good on you, good guy. And for anyone not f- already familiar with the Lockpickers United Karate Belt system, you can head over to the Lockpicking subreddit and check out the belt ranking information page that you will find in the sidebar. And it will have all of the information you need. It is a very long and detailed page, which is a little intimidating for people. But if you just start at the top and read through it, it'll explain what the system is what it's about, and how it works, how you can get those belts. Um, If you want a quick overview, you can go to the Lock Sportscast Episode 2, Breaking Rules and Getting the Belt, and I I give a brief overview of what the karate belt system is. Just a reminder, it is the Lock Pickers United karate belt system. It is not mine. I don't run it. I don't have the details. I don't make the rules. Head over there to check that out. 
Now it's time to take a quick break. Say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. We'll start off with the Patreon founding executive producers. We have Bill N., Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starry Lock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Lee Bond's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, PH Picker, Three Raccoons in a Coat, and Cherell, and uh, producer over there, a new producer over there, Mog. And thank you to all of you who keep this uh, show financially feasible. You pay for all of the products that I use on a subscription basis, and I really, really appreciate it. That takes a load off of my uh, checkbook. Content producers for this episode. The chief content producer is Terrell, again, sent in the most uh, news that I use in this particular episode, which is how you earn that title. The other content producers for this episode are HV Logic, Joshua Gonzalez, Lockmaker Tattooer, Mr. Black Magic, Panda Frog, Pocket Woman, Rune, Rubber Band, Starlock, Tony Verrelli, and X Tony X. Thank you to all of you that have provided information. It really, really does save me a lot of time and work, and I really appreciate it. So just remember, this show is only possible because of the information and support provided by you, the community members. So if you're getting value out of this podcast, please help me keep it going by taking a load off of me, by sending in information and anything at all that's Locksport related. If you think it's a a big news story and I've probably heard about it, I probably haven't, actually. (laughs) I'm not really good about stuff like that. Um, I work a lot. I I go online every once in a while to try and find what I can find. I look through my Twitter and and the Reddit and stuff, but I miss stuff. So send me anything you have. Too big, too small. There's no such thing. Send it in. If 50 people send in the same news story, that's fine by me. I'll, I'll credit 50 people. I don't have a problem with it. Anyway, share it. Uh, it doesn't have to be much. You can just tag me in it if you have a tweet, um, if you know how to do that on uh, Reddit or the Discord, whatever. Just tag me in the news. I'll get the notification and I will go check it out and I will be very thankful. Uh, you can also share the podcast with your lockpicking friends. You can leave a review or a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube. You can donate via Patreon, PayPal. If you subscribe on Patreon, you do get a private RSS feed through them that will give you the show as soon as I publish it, not the normal Monday release time, but as soon as I'm done editing and I get a chance to upload it to Patreon, it's available, which is usually about a day early, about a week early for the interview episodes, if that's something you're interested in. It's not much of a benefit, I realize it, but I don't have time to create a bunch of exclusive content, and I don't really want to do exclusive content that keeps things away from the rest of you. That's not the point of this podcast. Moving on to the state of the podcast, technically not the podcast itself, but the Locky Awards. I have the new WordPress site up and implemented the basic site features. It's not nothing too fancy, but it's there. I haven't yet been able to implement the nomination and voting systems yet but I did get some basic information on the plugins Pandafrog used and I've uh, started looking up how to how to work those and I hope to get those up soon. Well, I only need to have them up before the, the end of the year. I'll work with Pandafrog on that if I have any serious questions. So thank you again to Pandafrog for all of your help. I really, really appreciate it. 
you can get to that site to check it out if you want. Um, it is in flux, so you might see some things come in and break and whatnot for a little while because I don't have like a, an offline testing site. It's just the main site, and sometimes I break stuff when I'm working with it. So, But you can find it at LockyAwards.net, LockyAwards.com. Uh, there's a link to it in the LockSportsCast.com and, of course, in the show notes. If you want to send me feedback, you can do that at the LockSportsCast.com on the contact page. It's either on the menu up top under contact or just go to the locksportscast.com slash contact. Um, if you want to give feedback or say something on the show, you're welcome to submit a note, video, or audio recording and just keep it a reasonable length and, you know, the, the drill. No politics, no uh, drama, working family safe. All right, let's move on to the crazy locksmith story for the week. Again, from American Key Supply. This one reads, called out on Sunday to gain access to the cash office of a grocery store. The best lever set will not open from either side. I passed a screwdriver through the window slot to the ladies inside and have them remove the screws from the bottom vent. After removing the vent, I crawl through and disassemble the lock and force back the broken latch. They bolt through the door as soon as it's open, come to find out out they were stuck for over five hours management had to page corporate maintenance who had to page corporate loss prevention for approval to even call me they had both headed directly to the restroom (laughs) ah yes for those of you who've never worked for a large corporation you don't know the pains of working through the chain of command in a large corporation (laughs) in lockpicking criminal news out of I'm going to guess this is pronounced Ukiah, California. The story reads, A Potter Valley man was arrested recently on suspicion of possessing stolen property and burglary tools after officers reportedly found him in the Walmart parking lot in a stolen Jeep. The Ukiah Police Department reported, Officers responded to Redwood Ford May 7th when it was reported that a Jeep Patriot was missing from their lot after a stolen vehicle report was taken. An officer spotted the Jeep in a Walmart parking lot the next morning. The Jeep license plate was, quote, bent in half, making it hard to read. However, the officer identified the vehicle upon approach and contacted the male occupant, who reportedly ignored the officer's commands to exit the vehicle. Eventually, the suspect reportedly got out of the vehicle and fled with officers in pursuit. After what was described as a brief foot pursuit, He was taken into custody without injury to him or the officers. The suspect was found to be on probation. A search of the vehicle revealed that one of its windows had been broken. Inside the vehicle, there were reportedly several tools commonly used to gain entry into vehicles, including a window punch and lockpick tools. No description of what those tools actually are. No photographs either, so... Anyway. As well as a pipe to smoke methamphetamine. The suspect was arrested upon suspicion of possessing stolen property, burglary tools, and drug paraphernalia, as well as violating his probation and resisting arrest. He was booked into Mendocino County Jail. Our second story would appear to be out of the UK, and it reads, A would-be burglar was twice found roaming the city with tools to break into properties. Jakub Krasminki? was equipped for theft at Brighton Marina and at Brighton Railway Station. 
The 39-year-old was found in possession of wire cutters and a lock pick on one occasion and bolt croppers, a multi-tool, and pliers on the other. He appeared before Brighton Magistrate's Court last month where he admitted possessing articles for use in or during the course of or in connection with theft. The two incidents took place in May and July last year. It was also revealed how Yakub stole an electronic tool brush from Boots in North Street in October of last year. Magistrate Helen Scott ordered him to complete 200 hours of unpaid work for the three offenses. The tools were seized and forfeited. He must also pay a 95-pound surcharge and 55-pound costs. For sales this week, we have the special code from 3D Locksport just for the listeners of the show called LSCAST10. It's 10% off at 3DLocksport.com, so go check that out. Rubber Band has put out a code for HooliganKeys.com for free shipping on orders over $30, and that also applies to international shipping, says, and the code is SHIPIT2021. And it was good from 30 days from when it was posted, which was back at the beginning of May, I think. UHSHardware.com has the code I'm back for $15 off. It's supposed to be for returning customers only, but several people have reported it working, even if you're not a returning customer. They do sell some high security locks and other cylinders over there. So for uh, LockSport, it can be a good way to get something cheaper, cheaper than normal. Mako Locks still has the 15% off with code BUYMAKO. Don't know when it expires. There it is. They also still have their Black Friday specials page up. and The code works on that. This is the last time I'm going to announce this Black Friday specials page. This is getting absolutely ridiculous. It appears to just be a permanent page. And the discounts apply as soon as you click on the items. So I'm just going to stop reporting it. It's getting old reading it. UKLockPickers.co.uk, 10% off with the code GIFT. That is the last code this week. And for giveaways this month, we start off with Mr. Black Magic. In his video 37, giveaway, win a lock cam and more, hashtag LockMagic200. That giveaway runs till the 10th of June. I'll send you to that video to get the exact rules, but the basics are pretty simple. In one continuous shot, pick a lock and do a magic trick. You don't have to gut it, but you do have to pick it and then do a, a magic trick. He wants you to do pick a lock that you haven't already picked before and do a magic trick that somebody else hasn't already done in the giveaway series. So make sure you check what's out there for anything that you are planning on doing before you make the video. Uh, other than that, we have uh, Rune Picker. He does his weekly giveaways on Saturday where he Gives away the challenge lock that he picked the previous Saturday. So that's something to check out. PandaFrog has his monthly giveaway. This one is the hashtag PandaFrog21 May. He's given away one of his challenge coins and a random lock. You can uh, check out the exact rules on his English 176 lock picking giveaway rules for hashtag PandaFrog May 20 or sorry, hashtag PandaFrog21 May. Win a challenge coin and a random lock. CLK Supplies has their hashtag LockBoss giveaway series. They do it every week. Lots of really great prizes. If you're into the giveaway thing, you really should check it out. I'll have links in the show notes, or you can just go over to their YouTube channel and check out any of their videos. They pretty much have the rules on all of those. 
Starlock and Pocket Woman still doing Shout Out Monday series. That's where they highlight a channel with less than 100 subscribers and they incentivize people to go over there and check out those channels and leave a comment and subscribe by doing a giveaway every month. This month, uh, we've got the usual 20 pound Law Lock Tools gift certificate from Starlock, and Pocket Woman is throwing in a set of lighted followers that she has custom made for the giveaway. So make sure to check out all of those videos. Again, it's hashtag ShoutoutMonday. And you can pretty much find, uh, I think Starlock has a playlist. If you want to go check out all these new channels, it would be much encouraged. Um, that, that's why I find a lot of new channels to subscribe to. I am having my monthly giveaway, the Lock Sportscast uh, giveaway. We have the prizes of a Packlock 100A that's custom engraved with my uh, Charles Billscraft uh, motorcycle logo. If you don't want that, there's also a $20 gift certificate code for hooligankeys.com and lots of good stuff over there for a lock sporter. So if you're not into the lock, you can still be in the giveaway. The way you get into the giveaway is really simple. You either provide me with information that I use in the podcast. If I use it in the podcast, you get an entry into the giveaway. It doesn't matter if five people share the same bit of information. If that information gets used in the podcast, all five people get an entry. And you get an entry for every item you you send me per episode. So you can get multiple entries per episode. And if the item carries over from episode to episode, like a long-running giveaway or something like that, then you get an entry for every episode it appears in. So lots of ways to get entries into that. You can also share the podcast online um, or in some other fashion and just prove to me that you did it either by tagging me directly in the post or send me a screenshot. You can email it to me or, or DM me on one of the, the social media, a screenshot of where you say, shared it, and I'll get you an entry for every time you share it. So that's pretty straightforward. Nothing too complicated there. So just remember that this podcast needs your support to continue. Um, just the main thing you do, send in information. That's the biggest thing you can do. If you want to, you can subscribe on Patreon, donate via PayPal. But the biggest thing send me your information and I will get you uh, entered in my giveaway and I'll get you credit on the show and you'll do me a big favor by saving me a lot of time and work which makes me want to keep going so thanks and keep it legal